So the news comes out this weekend, uh, appalling news, gut-wrenching. Uh, look, I would describe this as, uh, if I can use an Australianism here, as a complete kick in the guts. The fact that Abu Bakr Bashir, uh, the Muslim leader, the spiritual leader of Jamaa Islamira, a man who set up terrorist training camps, a man who praised Osama bin Laden as a great warrior, certainly the person behind uh, the Bali bombings 17 years ago that killed more than 200 people, including 88 Australians. He is going to be let out. He'll probably be let out before Friday. The suggestion is it'll be early in the week. So on Monday and Tuesday, he could be walking free. He was sentenced to 15 years. He has only served nine. President Joko Widodo has said that he's going to be released on humanitarian and health grounds which would be a joke if it wasn't so tragic. I mean, the man is 80 years old. Of course he's going to have health issues. That shouldn't stop him from serving his full term. When I think about the, the Bali bombings, one of the, and I remember it incredibly well, not as well as some people do, uh, fortunate for me, but one thing I remember very well is the face of Peter Hughes, who was caught up in the Bali bombing, one one of the victims. Uh, and the memory that I have of Peter is, and I've talked to him a couple of times, he won't remember, but I've talked to Peter before, but the memory of him sitting on the bed in hospital and he's, he was almost unrecognisable to what he is now because he's, his face was swollen because of the blast and because of uh, the burns that he had sustained. And he said something like, oh, I'm all right, I'm all right, there are other people to attend to. Uh, but his life was very much in danger at the time when he was sitting back in that bed. And I wanted to talk to him today to see what he thought, and he's on the line. Hello, Peter. Uh, evening. Peter, thank you for talking to me. So what did you, what did you think when you were, were you told about this? Oh, look, I wasn't surprised in my own mind very quickly, but um, oh, it's disgusting that um, you let somebody out that could um, you know, set up to kill over 202 people in one spot. And uh, many hundreds injured and left traumatised with their families and whatnot. So it's unreal. I think it's um, it's a political move by the Indonesian government to do that. To probably they got the elections coming up shortly, so it's a bit of a ploy. But that's that's who they are. That's how they behave, and and that's sometimes they treat these people as heroes. So um, you know, yep. you, you just got to sit back in Australia and accept it and say, you know what, this is what happens. So you had, you've sort of, over the years uh, since the bombing, you've resigned yourself to the fact that you're never you're never going to get full justice for this. Oh no! Look, I, I'm I, I'm I'm one to blame. Not only this bloke, but part of the Indonesian setup, how they work it all within their own base, I guess. And sometimes to travel to Indonesia, it's not safe, and still to today, I think, in a lot of areas, when you go to Indo, you're not fully informed exactly what's going on, and I guess. Back in 2002, you know, we were just having a bit of fun in yep. someone else's um, backyard and um, in the end that uh, we were all set up to, um, you know, with this situation going on. So, yeah, not happy about the situation, but, you know, what what can you do? But but again, you know, you seem... It's it's almost expected because it has been a... It's been a really long road to justice, hasn't it? Even for, the, for, the, oh. for, for some of the justice that has come along, it always seems to be... To me, it always seemed to be a hell of a lot harder than it should have been. Oh, it's unreal. You know, I can remember those two young men that, um, you know, that died or actually got executed uh, for the uh, Bali 9 situation. Yeah. And that Chan and Sukumaran, yeah. That happened very quickly. 
and you get this bloke, and it just it just draws it out, and you just can't believe that you, know, you, you compare both, and there's no comparison. You know, there's never any doubt that. in your there's never any doubt in your mind because he denies being behind the bombings. There's never any doubt in your mind that he was at the very core of this this evil act. One hundred percent. you know, I've had a bit to do, I reckon, um, over the last few years in doing a few victim impact statements, sitting in the courtroom in Jakarta and and back in Bali, and, and sort of getting to know what was going on. And this guy was very influential. He didn't he didn't go there and blow anyone up. He's just He's a bit like the Godfather, and uh, he just says, "You go and do that. I'll just sit back and watch it." You know, you just, you know, that that type of scenario. So he he he's the he's the team captain, basically, or the, or the manager, or the coach, whatever you want to call him. He 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 called all the shots, and um, whether whether they say they can't pin it on him, well, you know, let's put it this way. I believe it. No, I, I won't stop believing it. You also feel very much for the for the Balinese people as well. You would have been back to Bali. I know that you've been back to Bali uh, yeah. m- m- many times since. They're, they're good people. They've really suffered because of this. Oh, look, they have. But, you know, they're, they're resilient, all Balinese people. Uh, you know, they're Hindu and they just got back to work. You know, they understand where they live and the difference between the Muslims and Hindus. And, you know, they accept the, West, the Western way. And, unfortunately, um, parts of uh, Indonesia that... They're pretty radical um, uh, in terms of their religion and what they think about Westerners, but um, it's it's one thing's for sure that Bashir was definitely um, the opposite. He just hates Westerners. He just hates the way we are, and he just loved the fact that he he killed so many people and he was involved. Do you, do you have any doubt that he would do it again if he was given the chance, even even oh, at this this very late stage in his life? I think people have gone past him now, but in saying that, you know, he had a holiday in jail. It wasn't a jail he was in. He, he still had control of what was going on in, in his people that follow him, and that, that have, and the government know that. You know, he has a, a massive following, and you know, I've followed a little bit about what's going on in Indonesia at the moment, and I guess they need all their votes to get through. So Yeah, got an election uh, coming yeah, up in April. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's party politics in terms of what this guy's all about. You know, I've listened to in terms of the response or yesterday from our Prime Minister and probably nothing from the opposition leader. I don't know why they why they back off a bit. I tend to well, well, I, I, you preempted my question now. I did want to ask you that because the Scott Morrison said that he had uh, the deepest of reservations and said that it's not something that should be discussed in a in a public way. I mean, oh, what, what did you make of his comments? Oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. Um, and you, you hear that from him. He's saying something, but you know he's not pulling the trigger. Well, he's not. He's not. He's not saying it how everyone else was involved back in the time. I'm pretty sure if John Howard was still in in Parliament back then, as he set up back then when he was around, that he'd probably draw a harder line. I would say. But when you politics is, is they're all working together. You know, mm. I guess they've got to work on some sort of substance. But um, yeah, nothing from the opposition leader. Very no, minimal, no, I, probably, I, I, very minimal from anyone else in terms of what they think. Yeah, there's just hiding behind your politics. As I'm saying, like this is more about politics over in Indo as much as it is in Australia. Well, and, what know, would they, you have? The, what would you like the prime minister to say? What would? What do you want them to say? And Bill Shorten. Well, if I if I was, I wouldn't accept it. I would say that's not acceptable. You know, one thing's for sure: that guy should be put to death. You know, you killed two drug mules. Why couldn't you kill? 
kill one of your own. Yeah. But he's set up bloody hundreds of people, you know, in terms of triumph. In terms of, oh, I'd be hardline. I, I would be. I'd, I'd just say it the way it is because we're not scared of anyone here in Australia. Let's get it. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we're good people. We follow what's got to happen around the world, I think, mostly. And we, we do a good job. So when someone walks in our backyard or we go to their backyard and we get absolutely flogged and killed and massacred, you know, and we just sit back and say nothing. You know, I've heard all the responses from all the other people that were involved in the Bali bombings and people lost their loved ones. And, you know, we're hard line. You know, we, we, you know, it wasn't easy when we were there. It was tough. It was yep. just not good to see. You saw kids that were just, you know, it was, wasn't nice. But... You know, I don't know why they don't draw a hard line, but that's just the way they are, and um, pretty insipid, I think. Certainly does feel that way. The, the statement certainly seemed, you know, I, I thought we could give them the benefit of the doubt and see what they say early on in the week, and maybe they're stronger. But reading the, the comments from the Prime Minister today, today it is incredibly weak. Peter, how, how have you been going these days when you, when you think back 17 years ago and you look at how your life is now? How are you? I can't believe I'm still here. I, I honestly can't believe it's nearly 17 years and and the only thing I'm left with is mental is, is the mental side of things that I've really tried to deal with and um, that's the biggest struggle it's just dealing with that that thing that you know, I guess anxiety and depression and whatever else comes with it so apart from that everything's good you know I can't complain you know and um, yeah you know at the end of the day mate I if, if there was a voice to say something against this bloke any time of the day, just give me a call. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Good talking right. to you. Thank you, I mate. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Peter Hughes, uh, uh, Bali survivor, who described the comments uh, from the Prime Minister today uh, as a joke.